The Power 40 podcast is an uplifting faith-based podcast that speaks to all that is going on in our world. Our goal is to share inspirational real life stories and experiences from notable guests around the country on matters that touch us all. The number 40 symbolizes a period of testing, trial, or probation. We all experience trying times in our lives, but it's what comes from these times that make us who we are. As we depict periods of people's lives, where the idea of the number 40 is played out, we will learn the goodness that comes from perseverance, determination, and belief. I'm your host, Danica Tramberg, joined by co-host today, Morgan Reed, and we're so excited to welcome um, Skylar and Kyra. Thank you so much for joining us, and we're going to talk a little bit about Morgan's message today and lots of other things. So just thank you for being here. Yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for having us, guys. First, we'd love to just learn a little bit more about both of you. I don't know who wants to start first, but obviously um, I went to Duke and I guys went to Duke, but uh, a little backstory on your guys' stories would be great. Yeah. Kira, do you want to go first? Sure thing. Hello, everybody. We are super excited to be here today and share more about Morgan's message and the impact that we think we're driving in the community there. But my name is Kira Harney. I am from Long Island, New York. I played lacrosse all growing up, which took me to Duke where I was um, teammates and friends with Morgan Rogers and had the privilege of being really close with her throughout our time there. Um, now living in New York City, which is definitely not as fun as being in Durham all the time, but um, yeah, happy to be here today. Thank you guys. Um, super well set. I, yeah, Kira and I and Morgan were all the same class at Duke, which was a ton of fun. And I agree that being in Durham for four years with you guys is pretty unbeatable. I am currently in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. So being a bit of a traitor, um, being close to UNC's campus, but it's beautiful here too. I grew up in New Jersey and um, wasn't as close with Morgan in, not Morgan Reed, Morgan Rogers in college, um, just because of the distance of soccer versus lacrosse teams, but shared a locker room um, or at least a building with her and always heard the best things about her from other teammates and was certainly a ray of sunshine whenever I encountered her on campus. And I got involved with Morgan's message because I've dealt with some mental health issues before and it's a point of passion for me. And I was so impressed by the work that Morgan's message was doing and wanted to get involved. So that's kind of how I'm connected to the organization. Amazing. And then can you guys just tell us a little bit more about who founded Morgan's message and what their mission is and kind of where it started and where it is today? Yeah, I'm happy to start it off and Sky add in anything that I may miss there because I know you're in a very interesting part of the business also with really helping to drive awareness through the podcast. But Morgan's message was created by both her parents and also a couple near and dear friends to her heart. Um, it started, I think it's just about like two years ago now. And really the mission of Morgan's message is to eliminate the stigma surrounding mental health. And right now it's specifically targeting like the student athlete community and population, because what like, obviously Morgan was involved in athletics. She was one of my teammates. And we think that a lot of her like 
just battles in general. A lot of them were involved with athletics, whether it involved injuries or just always pushing yourself. And so we're really trying to target this community first in the sense of it's always an environment where you're taught to be so tough and just like battle through it. And I think that there are some pros and cons there, but trying to break down those walls first. And of course, Morgan's message can impact a greater crowd also, but to date, we have 700 ambassadors, Whoa. which is pretty wild because those are people across high school campuses and college campuses around the world who have basically raised their hand and said, I want to get involved. Like this is something I've either directly been impacted by. This is something that my community has been impacted by, or maybe just sit someone around them and it's a passion project. So 700 people in just two years is it's pretty insane. And I think the important thing to note here is all this growth has been completely organic. Never have we reached out to someone saying, we need more ambassadors, like come join this club, learn more about Morgan's message. It's been completely people just raising their hands the more they hear about it. And I think something that we talk about a lot is while the growth is exciting from like a nonprofit and company perspective, and you get a little more popular, it also directly correlates into like growth that isn't good in this situation because it just goes into the fact that it's such a problem today in society and it's so prevalent and top of mind for people. It definitely indicates that it's a more prevalent problem, but I think it's also like on the flip of that, a really positive thing that people are talking about it because I don't think it's become a problem recently. I think it's become a problem people are willing to talk about now, which you guys have obviously sparked a huge change in that movement, which is a change that has been really good and necessary. So we just want to say thank you first off for coming on here and talking about it and being vulnerable with us. I think the more vulnerable we are, the more people reach and show that, you know, even the top athletes are humans and have their own struggles. And when we can find stories of people that struggle and come out on the positive side, it creates awesome examples for people to look up to. So I just wanted to start off by saying that before we jump into some questions that are a little deep. Um, we just wanted to put that out there and whatever you guys are comfortable with talking about, we would love that. Absolutely. As, as student athletes yourselves, are there things like that you go through that people just don't see or realize? Like you were talking about, you're, you're looked at for being strong and tough, but you know, what are those challenges that people don't see? I mean, I think the relationship that we have with our coaches um, is something that is hard to replicate. Obviously people have bosses and parents and other authority figures in their lives that they have to answer to. And those relationships can always be difficult, but I think a college coach has a lot of power in a really impactful period of um, young athletes lives whether it be over playtime or financial sport to be at their college, that maybe some athletes, you know, they wouldn't be able to be at the institution they're at without that money and their performance is related to that. So there are all these kind of subtle pressures that if you're not in the environment, you may not think of. And even within the athlete community, I think, um, you know, you can be on one sports team and not understand the pressures or dynamics that are created by another team. Um, I think a good example is wrestling. Like I am always fascinated by the dynamic of wrestlers and the 
like weight loss and gain that they have to go through to be ready for competition. You know, like that's something that I would never have to think of as a soccer player. And it same goes for, I mean, all different walks of life, but um, I think sports sometimes demands things of athletes um, both as individuals and then in their relationships to their teammates and their coaches that, yeah, it's just hard to, hard to visualize. And I think it, it is sport dependent. So I struggled to come up with more specific examples. Um, I don't know if you have anyone's Kira. No, I, I, first of all, I agree with everything you say. I think there's a lot to unpack here in general. This could be its own podcast. of just talking about this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Being a student athlete obviously has its tremendous benefits and then it's not without its many qualms in my opinion. So I can speak to briefly my experience of just like, like you are in a locker room with 40 of the most like successful lacrosse players in the country. Like maybe they were the best player on their team and their travel team and then probably in their state. And so then you actually get to Duke and you're, kind of more average because you're in the sense of like everybody is that great person on their old team. So it's it's definitely a drastic change for many people to have that like, wow, I'm not the shining star anymore. And I'm amongst so many shining stars. And how am I going to rise to the occasion? I think another thing is if you were to ask, I think an important thing for me here, especially with mental health, is the idea of like you can still be really tough and a really passionate athlete. And still like be an advocate for mental health. So Sky and I were even talking about this. I think if you were to take a poll with all of the people I've ever played with and they asked you like, who was one of the toughest teammates you ever had on you and who held you really accountable? The answer would probably be me. But then also, if you ask those same people, like who was someone that would do absolutely anything for their teammates? And it was like the mom of the team. I think the answer also would be me. So there's two things there. Like, when you say like in an athletic environment, you hear people say all the thing, all the time, things like, come on team, we need to be tougher or Skylar, you could have made that pass or like defense, defense. We didn't bring our maximum effort today. And within an athletic environment and confine, like all those things are okay. Only for two things. If you have that, uh, none of that can actually exist unless you have that established foundation of empathy and trust amongst each other. And you're also able to like turn off that switch and be a human after practice and also be vulnerable with each other. But I think the biggest thing with mental health and why we're targeting the athlete community is like where the language manifests into a problem is when we connect those comments with who we are as human beings. So when it's like, we're not being tough today, it becomes, I'm not tough enough. So I'm weak or like you didn't make the pass. So now I'm worthless and I shouldn't even try anymore. So when you disconnect the athlete from who you are as a human, it's that's where we get a negative spiral. And so I think the biggest message for Morgan's message is just remember that you're always more than an athlete. Like when practice is over, you go back to being a normal person every day. Right. Um, something that we've thought about a little bit is, you know, it's becoming more and more prevalent that athletes talk about this struggle. And we've really heard from a few college athletes and a lot of professional athletes, a lot of Olympians recently that have come out and said, you know, I struggle with this and I'm human. And I think that it needs to be shown that I'm more than just an athlete. When do you think, or when does Morgan's message try to start implementing, you know, coping strategies and giving advice to kids or 
know, teens or is it in college? Where can we kind of interject this process of becoming an elite athlete to prepare people for some of the demands that especially college provides mentally? I think from, and I, I don't think I've here kind of meant or hinted at this, but I am on the podcasting side of Marine's message and I help co-host the mental matchup, which is the podcast branch. And so I think I'll let Kira talk a little bit more about the liaisons and coping mechanisms, but just quickly from the perspective of the podcast, which our aim is to share stories and make sure people know that they're not alone. I think that can start as early as middle school, if not earlier. Like, I think there is no time too early to normalize mental health experiences. Um, and because people in middle school are experiencing mental health challenges, if not earlier. And, uh, I think having some kind of dialogue is important. And then getting into the more formal discussion of coping mechanisms. Um, I don't know if I have a good answer for that, but I don't know if Kira, you guys have talked about that from the like program level side. Yeah, it's a great, it's a great question. And I think that's such an important part of the education program, which is what I'm tied more closely to. So the liaisons that we work with, or the, or sorry, the ambassadors that we work with across campuses, basically what they do on a daily basis is have these like monthly meetings at their schools and have different topics that they want to cover. If they need any resources from us, we provide all science-based research on different topics, such as like how to do, how to cope after having a serious injury, how to deal with like people with eating disorders on a team. We also just this week had McCall Dempsey, who is the founder of um, Southern Smash. It's another really great nonprofit organization. Um, she is an eating disorder survivor and really passionate about uh, recovery and like seeking help from an eating disorder perspective. And we had every we had ambassadors on a call with McCall this week and. They were just so engaged and asking her such great questions. Like if I notice some signs in my friend, like how do I address them? What's right. the best way to get this message across? Like, I don't want to offend anyone, but like my friends need help. So I think we do a really great job of trying to understand what's important right now across our ambassadors that we have, and then trying to find subject matter experts on the topic. And really just like my job right now as a liaison to some of these people is just helping them think through like what are and all this is science-based and we've been through trainings also on like what are some like warning signs to look out for like how to approach people who need help like escalate early like it, it is okay if your friend winds up hating you because you went and escalated something to your coach or to, or to their mom like it's so much better off that way, like, and them being safe. So we definitely try to provide as much research and materials as we can to all of the people part of Morgan's message in the idea that they spread their tentacles out and like also teach those around them. And you said some of those are high school students, right? Yeah. So it's a broad spectrum of different colleges represented, represented in, in high schools. Correct. Amazing. Yeah, that's really cool that it's, you know, touching so many different lives. Have you guys seen, you know, kind of like the stigma of mental health change through what you're doing? Um, do you have any like stories of 
maybe someone, you know, came to you and helped them or just through Morgan's message or maybe even through your personal relationships? Absolutely. I think changing the stigma, stigma, first of all, like awareness is everything. Miss Rogers always says like, we have these dedication games or different, like, it's great that we're growing our ambassador network. Like people are like, how do I fundraise? And yes, fundraising is so important. If you have donations, feel free, but really awareness is everything here. And so if we can just make this more top of mind, people will go back to their days and like lead their days, maybe with more empathy. And maybe it can spark some conversations at the kitchen table, but I think to your point there, when I talk to my parents or even grandparents about Morgan's message, my parents just helped me have a dedication game honoring Morgan's message at my local high school. And everyone's feedback is always just like, wow, like our generation never talked about these things. Like this is always under the rug. And so I think it's really important to, for us as a like powerful and very like excited generation to one, think of some of the older folks and like how we can educate them. But then also, and I won't share any names, obviously, but all of the ambassadors that I work with across my schools, I absolutely love. Like they come to me about different things going on in their life. They come to me about different topics that they want to run for their meetings. And there have been a lot of people who have expressed a lot of like gratitude towards Morgan's message and how it's impacted their life in so many different ways. And right now we're even, I'm, I'm tasked with building out our at-large program. So it's people who are not in high school anymore. They're not in college. Maybe they just graduated and they're in this real world, which is, can be really, really scary. And we just want those people to know also like you're not alone just because you graduate from college and there's not Morgan's message anymore here. Like I'm trying to build out that program also to just make sure that we're tackling all of our basis. But I think the awareness piece is really trying to help eliminate the stigma or at least just make people more open to talking. Yeah. And certainly from the podcast, we've gotten direct messages and emails from people who have shared that, you know, listening to the podcast is what gave them the, I don't know the right word for it, the motivation, courage, whatever it might be to talk to their parents about finding a therapist or finding a therapist on their own. Um, My dad, a lot of the times, multiple times has come up to me and said, hey, my friend from high school just texted me saying, thank you for the work that your daughter is doing with the mental matchup because my kid is really struggling right now and the podcast is helping them a ton feel less alone. So I have a, I know that we're creating conversations through the podcast and through Morgan's message as a whole within family units and between individuals and therapists, between individuals and coaches, I think between coaching, like within coaching staffs and administrations, I think it's just like we've talked about, it's, it's a conversation now. And even that in itself changes the stigma of it, right? Like when something is unspoken and then becomes talked about, that is a massive shift if like, if not one of the most important. So, um, yeah, I think, I think it is really cool to get those individual stories and that feedback because sometimes it's, uh, when you're in a day to day, you can't see the sh- changes that are happening. But when I look back at the past 
I think it's just under two years. Um, it is wild to see how much change there's been in mental health stigma. And I know that Morgan's message has helped so many people. Um, and there are so many, and that's the other thing too. It's not just Morgan's message. There are so many mental health organizations that are popping up and doing really good work. So um, just really exciting to see all of it. We just talked to Carrie yesterday. Um, she has a Butterfly Road podcast, which has very candid and she tries to add some comedy to open conversations about mental health. And um, she was speaking about the same thing, you know, just a lot of people have decided that they're going to share their stories and they're going to provide avenues for younger generations to see examples of success stories when it comes to mental health and, and how there's support out there and that it's not, you know, there's not as much of a stigma around it anymore and continuing to take that away. So that's been a really cool thing for us to see, you know, it's not just Morgan's message out there that's trying to help change. It's Morgan's message with, in coordination with a lot of other people that are trying to do the same thing. So I think that's something that's really awesome that's happening. Um, you mentioned that around 700 ambassadors have joined your guys' mission. Have any of those, or if multiple, been coaches? That's a great question. Those ambassadors are not coaches. Those are just people who are in high school and college today. I know that these conversations at Miss Rogers level have happened across different coaches. And also she's gotten a lot of attraction from like news outlets and the NCAA. And so I think that's the next step of like where we'd really like to take this. And with my at-large candidates, I have moms emailing me like who are like, I've, I don't play a sport, but my daughter does. Like, can I get involved? And we just think that's so awesome. And we're trying to get that off the ground right now and try to figure out what that education program looks like so we can roll it out. I actually have a meeting with all of the people who have expressed interest next week just to go through like what their interest entails and what their expectations are of the program. But I think that that's definitely the next frontier for Morgan's message. Because, you know, it it definitely is an internal battle a lot of times with mental health, but there are definitely stimuli from the outside that can either make that battle easier or harder. And um, like you guys both said, there's so many pressures from a lot of different angles, especially in college sports, that if we were able to educate coaches on those, those battles that all of their players are going through, it might create an easier avenue for people to seek help without having that, you know, not tough enough mentality when they feel like they need to tell coach, Hey, I'm struggling. If the coach knows how to handle that conversation best yeah. they can. Um, I think that that could be really powerful. So it's cool that that's on your guys's radar and hopefully coaches will volunteer to take courses or whatever that you know, educational infrastructure might look like. And just kind of, as we like round out this conversation today, this is, a question we love asking people and sometimes they don't know what to say, but if you guys had just 40 minutes to impact the world, where would you start and what would you say? So Kira and I talked about this a little bit and I like her answer a lot. I'll give my answer. I, it's a little corny and then it seems morbid, but I promise it's not. So my, <laughs> my high school yearbook quote was one day your life will flash before your eyes. Make sure it's worth watching. And so that's not supposed to be scary at all. 
and I understand where that could be the connotation, but instead what I mean by it is more so to be inspiring about being alive, like be in the moment, be present, be where your feet are. That's always so important to me. There's social media and texting and this buzz, buzz, like so many things can grab your attention at so many different times. But what that quote means to me is like, live so like intensely passionate. Uh, and just remember that when it comes to the end of time, no one's going to remember like how many designer bags you had, or like if you won that lacrosse or soccer game or not, like people are going to remember how you treated them and the experiences that you shared together. So it's always like in the back of my head is like, just trying to think about how we can use this day and like use our lives and the, and like use it as a vehicle to like make someone else happy and just think about the impact that you can have on other people. Love that. Yeah, that's awesome. If people want to get involved, uh, maybe be an ambassador, or just learn more about Morgan's message or figure out any other way that they can help, where can people go to do that? You can do many different things. One, you can go on our website, morgansmessage.org, and you can request to be an ambassador there. You can reach out to us on social, or you can always email me. My name's Kira at morgansmessage.org. You'll see us across many different outlets because we're really trying to get the awareness out there, but probably the best place to start would be the website. Awesome. Thank you. For more information on the Power 40 podcast, visit powerofhumans.com. Also stream the podcast on your preferred streaming service.